11th floor, numerology department. I seem to have a thing going on with the number 11. Most of the biggest changes in my life happened on the 11s. That was my age when we moved away from my hometown, got married at 22, moved our lives and my business across the country to the Pacific Northwest at 33. We uprooted our family and moved to an island you can only reach by ferry at 44. Emptied the nest at 55. Told you that story a few weeks ago. And finally, at the age of 66, I got through the unforgettable year 2020, the first year of COVID and a year of change for just about all of us. I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. There are good stories at each of these transitions. Today, I take you back 22 years, again with the 11s, to our decision to move to this island I've been telling you about in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48. We lived in Seattle for, you guessed it, 11 years before a convergence of factors began to drive us toward a decision to leave. We'd become disenchanted with our kids' alternative school. Many of our best friends were not just moving away, but far away. I don't know, was it something we said? And we were spending way too many of our waking hours just waiting for a goddamn traffic light to change. We thought about going east, closer to the mountains. My voice acting business at that point was almost entirely home-based, so proximity to studios in the city wasn't that big of a deal anymore. But Seattle was clearly growing toward those mountains. Would we be just looking at another move later? Frankly, we hadn't even really considered the islands. It's no small thing to entrust your mobility to a sometimes unreliable ferry system. Some people don't get through their first year here before one too many missed boats sends them straight back to the mainland. One day, I happened to be in a recording session in Seattle with my friend Lynn. She had just moved to Vashon Island and described her first morning on this quiet, rural island. And I don't know, it was just the thing I needed to hear at just the moment I needed to hear it. Cindy and I talked about it that night and added Vashon to our list of potential new hometowns. Once we took the time to actually come out and look around, well, the list was whittled to one. So, without bringing our six and eight-year-old kids into the equation just yet, we went house hunting with our new ostrich farmer slash fabric artist slash realtor friend. It didn't take too long to land on what we were looking for. Found a house, bought a house. We wanted to introduce the kids to the island in a special way. It was early December, and we heard of something called the Holiday Open House. Santa Claus would preside over caroling at the tree lighting ceremony. The main drag was closed to traffic. You could stroll along sipping hot cider and eating cookies. There would be free rides on a horse-drawn hay wagon. It all just sounded perfect. The kids loved the ferry crossing. And on the way to our bed and breakfast, we thought we'd drive past our soon-to-be new home. The kids still didn't know our plans. There was a family of deer in the driveway. We slowed down and said in a hushed tone, Look, kids, deer, and right in front of that beautiful four-bedroom, three-bath home on five forested acres. Then we went into town for a holiday parade featuring the high school marching band. Little did eight-year-old Natalie know that one day she'd march in that parade, playing her saxophone. 
Next came an utterly charming performance of Dance of the Snowflakes from one of the island's 147 annual productions of The Nutcracker. Little did our six-year-old Eli know that he'd eventually date two of those snowflakes and discover that it's true what they say, no two snowflakes are exactly alike. Back at the B&B, we read aloud Berkeley Brethed's Red Ranger Came Calling, a Christmas story that mythologizes the island's premier tourist attraction. A bike that some kid stuck in a tree a hundred years ago, only to have the tree grow completely around it. People come from all over the place to see it. We promised the kids we'd go find it the next day. Next morning, we got everything ready and sat the kids down at breakfast and told them we liked this place so much that we'd decided to move here. We reminded them of the house where we'd seen the deer the night before and told them that that would be our house. And we could go there right after breakfast and they could choose their new bedrooms. They were very excited. We couldn't believe it. Everything was going exactly according to plan. That night back in Seattle, the kids went to bed with visions of chasing chickens and playing on the beach, dancing in their heads. Cindy and I retired to the living room to celebrate. We opened a bottle of champagne, and just as we clinked glasses to congratulate ourselves on a perfectly executed Vashon reveal, mwah, a low plaintive wail came from Eli's room, building in volume until it sounded more like a, I don't know, defective ambulance siren with notes of rutting elk. It had just dawned on our little boy that he would be leaving his best friends behind, and he wasn't having it. He angrily promised us over the next two very long hours that he would not be moving, and that's it, and that's all, and you can't make me. Ah, uh, but we did. A few months later, on Valentine's Day, we moved in. days after we moved in, we learned firsthand about a quaint island tradition known as abandoning stuff on the side of the road to avoid paying a dump fee. Next to our mailbox was a rusted child's bicycle, about the same size as the famous bike in the tree. We just left it there for a couple of weeks, till it was obvious no one was coming back to claim it. Then we found a perfect spot for it in the crook of a big maple at the head of our driveway. That was 22 years ago. The kids have been grown and gone for, yep, 11 years now, but the bike is there for good. The tree trunk has closed around it in three different spots. They're part of each other now. As we came to realize over the years that we had indeed landed in the place where we were meant to live our lives, surrounded by friends who would close ranks around us if we needed them and always have our backs, it's almost as if we have become the bike and the island has become the tree. 
from that island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48. Thanks for listening to Season 2 of Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt.